Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the show. Um, this is more than you can chew. More than you can chew? Is that what you're going to say? As I talk to myself? More than you can chew. You would think after 75 years of doing this, I would get the fucking name right. More than... Hi, folks. Hi. Hi. Everything's fine. Welcome to More Than You Can Chew, my podcast... I'm your host, Tiffany Moore. Okay, we got that. We got that out of the way. Folks, I'm just looking at the last time I put an episode out. I I know. I, I know. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. I lose track of time. December 16th, by the way. Two months. So two months. It's been two months. And you know, uh, it was the holidays and... And, and then it was my birthday, and it was winter, and it was... January was the longest year of my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. But I'm here now, and that's what matters. Everything's fine. I'm just going to keep saying that because uh, the more I say it, the more I do believe it. I made some notes here. I'm just checking for um, doing this podcast today, so... I got God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I realized the notes I made were uh, I was supposed to expound upon these. So um, uh, things I still do as a 42-year-old woman, I'm sure that I could think of a lot of these things, maybe in a future episode, because I realized that... Um, these were just some ideas that I didn't really think out that thoroughly. Okay, but we're do we're doing this. Okay, god damn it, strap in, motherfuckers. Okay, because we are doing this episode today. We're doing it today, 
and I don't care if it's garbage. I don't care if it's crap. You're going to listen to it and you're going to like it. All right. All right. So, um, these notes, uh, <laughs> okay, this, this, this might be a painful episode, but I had to put something out. I, I, I had to get, get, find my groove again. I, I had to get back in the, back in the saddle. Um, uh, I can tell you, uh, 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 let's get into my first note. <laughs> Fuck. I want everybody to take your phones right now. If you don't know who this is, I'm talking about. I, I, I I've heard people use the term hate fuck before. I, I understand what, what a hate fuck is, I, I believe. And, and maybe it's different for everybody, you know, but I think it's a general, like, you hate this person, but you want to fuck them. So this usually doesn't apply to me because if I can't stand you, I am not sexually attracted to you anyway. I don't experience the hate fuck in my normal everyday life. There's nobody, uh, I, I don't feel like it pertains to me except for one person. There is one person I wanted to hate fuck. And I think it's more because I believe this person really enjoys being degraded by women in, uh, behind closed doors. I believe this person thoroughly enjoys his fart box to be tongue punched by young lasses. Um, I, I, I see deep, deep mommy issues in this man. And I don't know that it's so much of a hate fuck as it is. I would like to degrade and humiliate this man. Maybe while wearing a corset and heels that I would shove into his mouth. Not the corset, but the heels. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen myself as a dominatrix, but I could. I could. Especially... If I was in a, in a room alone with this man, I would just want to dehumanize him on such a level. And I don't, guys, you know me. I don't have this desire. This is, this is kind of like out of my realm. But if I had to name one person that I wanted to hate fuck, that would be Josh Hawley. And if you don't know who this is, Bear with, stay with me if you do know who it is, okay? So stay with me, stay with me. But if you don't know who this is, pick up your phone right now. Pick up that device that's probably already in your fucking hands. Josh Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y. He's a United States Senator. And you could watch any video that you want of him completely... Uh, anybody, uh, the, the Mark Zuckerberg, I think, is a, is a great one to watch. But any video where he's just really, like, laying into somebody and you can just see, like, his cockiness shine. It, his cockiness comes through every pore in his face. I don't know how he does that. But his cockiness level 
is so supreme. It is so, so far outranked by any, it, it exudes from every pore in his face, every expression, every line, every wrinkle exudes this cockiness. And it doesn't matter what he's fighting about, what point he's trying to get across, he's always coming off in this manner. <laughs> like he legit thinks he is like Tommy Lee Jones. Like he is, it, it's so infuriating to just watch his fucking cockiness. And, and the best ones are on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, pl please get on there and just search. This is a man, if I was alone in a room with this man, I feel like I could get out a hundred lifetimes of aggression on this person. And again, this is not me. I'm not a hate fuck type of person. But if I was, and if I could be for one day, I would want it to be with Josh Hawley because the cockiness that is exudes from this man's pores, it drives me absolutely fucking insane. Doesn't turn me on but there's just something about him. Like I would love, I would love to peg the fuck out of this man. I would really just enjoy making him cry. I don't know, I know it's wrong. I know that's wrong. I know I shouldn't feel these things, but there's a darkness inside of me, guys, and it comes out and it seeps out sometimes. And this darkness wants to hurt it wants to hurt men. It just wants to hurt men. But I, I, I try my best to keep it contained. Um, uh, so that's, that would be my one and only, absolute one and only, hey, fuck. Oh, God. Okay, so that's the first note in my phone um, for this episode. Second note. Okay, this story took place last week. It wasn't Valentine's Day. I want to see if it was the day before or the day after. And I typically drive around uh, for Uber for uh, the rideshare gig. I'm typically in um, metro areas, busier areas. But this one day, I don't know why I was called to drive in a much more rural place area close to me that I don't normally drive around. It's a smaller type of town um, and it stayed busy enough, which I was kind of shocked by, to stay in this area all day and actually like make some decent money. So I decided I was just going to stay in this area. It's a little change of scenery, you know, new folks, people I haven't met yet. Might as well, you know, the roads are good, good conditions. So I stayed in this particular area. And I pick up a young girl who I am driving to MedExpress. I can see that information when I'm picking her up. So... It was funny because it was just a couple days earlier or maybe a week earlier that I had this thought of like, if there was any kind of medical 
condition happening in my vehicle. I'm, I, I'm personally CPR trained, but it's not like rideshare drivers are trained in any type of like emergency issues or, you know, like if, if anything goes down, we're not trained, like we're just normal fucking people. So a lot of times when people can't afford to take an ambulance, and I understand this, ambulances are in, insane, they'll take an Uber. But you have to understand the risk you're taking when you do that, not only for you, but also for this Uber driver that you're putting in potentially a really, really risky situation where you're risking your own life and health because, you know, Uber drivers can't turn some lights on and like go through red lights and you know what I mean? Like, so I was thinking just a little bit earlier before this happened, like what, what if I did have some kind of medical emergency or like someone passed out in my car or like, you know what I mean? You just like think about these things, I guess, because I, I, I wanted to experience that. Why else would I fucking sit here and be thinking about this unless I wanted it to happen in my reality? Because I try not to overthink and worry about shit anymore because then it just fucking happens. So... I'm thinking about these things and I'm just like, I'm not trained on anything. Like I have some CPR training that I did like way back in the day, you know, um, I'm forklift certified. I don't, I don't think that helps in any kind of scenario. Um, I, I was just contemplating this, you know, like, what would I do? I don't really know. Like, what if someone fucking died in my back seat? You know what I mean? Like just these weird things that just, uh, someone with such, um, strong mental activity where I just always have to be thinking about shit. I just always, always have to be thinking about shit. I just, there's never any silence. And I did see this really cool article about how a lot of people don't have an inner voice and an inner dialogue, which I found absolutely fascinating. Only about 40%, or I'm sorry, 60% of uh, the human population experiences an inner dialogue. Did you know that? Isn't that fucking crazy? Because I have an inner dialogue going all, th like, non-fucking-stop. It won't shut the fuck up just constantly, like, what about this scenario? This scenario could happen. How about this? This, And I don't even have fucking kids. I don't even have pets. I don't have anything to worry about but myself. Yet I sit here. Okay, anyway. 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 Um, so I'm thinking of these things, and then uh, this very young girl gets into my car. She had to be, like, 18, 19. And... You know, she's kind of quiet. She doesn't say anything. We're on our way to Med Express, And about five minutes into the ride, she's just like, pull over now, pull over now. And I'm like, fucking don't puke in my car. Like, I don't know what is going on, but please, God, do not puke in my car. I've gone this long without that happening. So I immediately pull over just on the street in this like really tight lane. And uh, she gets out of the car and I just hear her <laughs> screaming. And I'm just like... I don't know if she's just like completely puking her guts out here. Like, I don't know what's wrong with her. So we're sat there for about a minute and I have my hazards on and stuff. And this unmarked policeman pulls up behind us and has his lights on. And I'm just like, oh, fucking awesome. So he approaches me and he's just like, 
are you okay? And I'm, I explain like, I'm an Uber driver. I don't know. She's outside the car um, throwing up, I think. I'm not really sure what's wrong with her. And he's like, okay, she looked like she was having a panic attack. Maybe I don't think she's throwing up. So he goes over to the other side of the car and he's just like helping her back inside the car. She wasn't throwing up, but she was just clenched, like holding her stomach and just like crying so bad and in so much pain. And I'm just like, are you sure you're going to be okay to like even make it to Med Express? Like, do you need to go to an emergency room? And she's like, no, no, I need to go right now. And even the police officer is like, you, you seem like you need to go to like a hospital, like a, the emergency room. And she's like, no, no, like, I think I can make it. I think I can make it. So the policeman like offers to just follow me to Med Express, And I'm like, fuck yeah, because I don't know what the fuck to do in this situation. So I'm just telling her like deep breaths, you know, like, I don't know what the fuck. She's in so much pain. She's doubled over. She's like, I'm losing feeling in my feet. I can't feel my limbs. And I'm like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about anything. I haven't, I don't go to doctors. I don't know. I, I, I'm, thank God extremely healthy for all I know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I, I've never experienced a lot of the ailments that a lot of people experience, so I don't know what that means, you know what I mean? I know it's not good, I know it's a fucking severe emergency, but again, I am a rideshare driver. I don't have any lights I can put up on, you know what I mean? I can't go through red lights, I can't, like, we have to sit here at this red light while you're doubled over in pain because whatever you, you don't want to take, I don't know, whatever. And I understand, I understand everything's fucking expensive and I, I get it. But I'm saying I'm a fucking rideshare driver. Okay. So she's talking about losing feeling in her. And I'm just like, I mean, did uh, like, have you, you know, done any drugs recently? Like, do you think this could be alcohol poisoning? Is it anything like that? And I, again, she's like, no, um, she's murmurs something about endometriosis um, that she thought she once had. I don't know. I can't really make out what she's saying because she's hyperventilating. Her breath is just like so fast. So I'm just trying to get her to focus on her breath long enough just like to get us to MedExpress. So I'm just like breathing with her, just like inhale, you know what I mean? And just like breathe out as long as you can. So I get her to like get her breathing in you know, regulated. We finally get to this fucking Med Express and she just jumps out of my car and she's laying on the pavement. She can't even like get up and walk. She's like, I, I don't have any control over my limbs right now. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like she's, she's actually scared for her life. Like I can see it in her eyes. She, and I'm just like, you're safe. You're going to be fine. Like, we're going to get you there. You know what I mean? Like, or, and so we get her, I had to basically like pull her up and carry her inside of Med Express. And we get her to the front. She explains what's happening and they immediately like have people come out with like, you know, a stretcher and they're just like, you need to come back here now. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And uh, the nurse motions for me to come with her. And I'm like, I I'm just her Uber driver. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, it was fucking terrifying and it was so scary. And like, I, I just realized like, I, I'm not well equipped in these kind of situations. Like I did the best I could, but I don't know what any of this means or what she should be doing. I was like, I'm just going to try to like regulate her breath. 
I, 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 I didn't know what to do. Like, do I stay here and like make sure she's okay? Like, I, 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 I need to work. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. But I really thought like this girl was about to die. Like, she was so fucking terrified and freaking out so bad. And I mean, to lose, to, to just, to just completely lose feeling in all your limbs. Like, what the fuck is that? So. I'm worried about her like all night long and I just go back to work because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. You know what I mean? So I go back to work and I I'm just thinking about her all night. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like kind of like checking the news to see, <laughs> not for like if someone died, but just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know. Just like some kind of update of how this girl is. And finally at like two o'clock in the morning that night, I got a $6 tip <laughs> and in her defense, before you say anything, you can only tip so much on the app. Like if her ride was, you know, 12 bucks, I think the most you can tip is six bucks. So <laughs> I got a $6 tip for saving this woman's life. Uh, basically, no, uh, but I just felt like such a huge wave of relief when I opened the app and saw the tip was from her specifically. So I knew that she was okay. I knew that she had to be at least okay enough, you know what I mean, to be able to get on her phone and, and give me the tip at two o'clock in the morning. So like she was alive and <laughs> like she was okay. But um, I guess the moral of the story is Tip your tip your rideshare drivers, folks. <laughs> okay, we're out here doing fucking crazy shit. Seriously, like we are out here doing crazy fucking shit. And I have all kinds of stories that I could tell. Not that severe, but the kind of shit I do for people. Like, tip your rideshare drivers. Tip your rideshare drivers. And if you can, if you really care about your health and your life at all get a fucking ambulance or find some kind of emergency vehicle to drive you to the hospital. Who knows what to do in these kind of situations? Because I think about how much worse that could have been if MedExpress was any further away. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, like we made it there on time in the nick of time, you could say. And, um, okay. That's, so that's the second note for the podcast. We're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get through this no matter what. We're going to get through this. Okay. Um, the third note for the podcast was science class rats. I, I don't really know where I was going with this. Um, uh, 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 did anyone else have science class rats? I, I specifically remember having rats in science class when I was in maybe like fifth or sixth grade, I want to say. Um, was this a thing? I went to a really small school, like really like 30 kids in my class. It was a very, very, very small school. So when I think about things that I did in school, I'm just like, I don't think it was, I don't think like everybody in their school usually like drives their riding lawnmower to school as a car. That probably doesn't happen in most places, you know, but that happened to my school. Like, so when I think about these rats that I took care of and everybody had this time when you would take the rats home and you would babysit them, like you would care for the rats for a week or whatever, you know, and everybody got their turn. And 
it, it was one of my favorite things because you you look at the rats and it's like okay the 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 rats the rats okay these are rats like I'm not scared of rats or really freaked out by rats I mean they're like of all the things I'm freaked out on of they're like pretty low on the totem pole so you don't really think much of it and then like you take the rats home and you get this like one-on-one -on -one time with these science class rats and I'm sure we were doing some kind of like harmless tests with the rats you know I don't remember but we had science class rats and I, I remember I, I wasn't really all that excited to take my rats home with me for the week. I didn't, I, I, they seemed fine, you know, when, when we would visit them in class, in science class. I'm telling you, I took these rats home and like I bonded with these science class rats. And I really enjoyed having the rats around. And taking them back after that week was up, after you spent this week with the rats, it's like, well, no one else really understands these rats the way I do. You know what I mean? Like how many other people are really like understanding this experience of like bonding with these rats, you know? But I feel in many ways that I I really, I, I, I identify with science class rats in many ways because many times, um, I don't always come off the best way to people, but if you just take me home for a week, if you would just take me home for a week, let me just like feed me and give me fresh water and take me out of the cage sometimes to play with me. Like, that sounds like so much fun. And you get to do it with a different child every single week. I don't know. It sounds like a real blast being science class rats, but then... You know, there were probably times that they were neglected and, and I'm sure kids were probably really mean to them too, but I don't really know <laughs> what the point was, but I, I really felt like I identified with those science class rats and I felt really close to them and bonded with them. I don't know if anyone else had these experiences in high school that I had with science class rats, um, but that was one of my experiences. Okay. We're at about 25 minutes here, doing great, feeling really good, getting back into the podcast groove now. I can feel it. I can feel it taking over my body. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Does anyone, could any, anyone answer that? What the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with me that I'm about to put out this episode that's just really fucking bad but this is how you do it this is how you get back into things you make mistakes you put out really shitty content because in the end who really gives a fuck people just want to know you're alive and people really just want to know you're alive and probably doing a little worse off than they are you know because it makes everybody feel better when you that's why we watch reality tv that's why we watch you know all of this madness that is uh, you know uh, happening uh it's just because we want to know we're we're doing a little better than somebody else. I don't know. This is it, guys. This is it. I'm going to end it right here. We got this done. It was a bad, I know, this was a bad episode. It was all over the place. It was scattered. It wasn't planned out. It was just last minute. But we did it. We're getting it up there. 
and now you can judge me and <laughs> judge me or love me, whatever you listen to this podcast, whatever reason you listen to this podcast for. I'm Tiffany Moore, the host of More Than You Can Chew, my podcast. I love you. Have a great night. Bye.